Is this the story I want for my life? That lockdown happened, COVID happened, and I gave up and I went back to go get a full-time job. And I said, no, that is not the story I want. The story I want is that I wanna see the most growth that I have ever seen before. I wanna build a global community of women all over the world. I wanna work with some of the world's biggest companies. That is the story I want for myself. Welcome to Bossing It, a podcast exploring real life stories of individual women sharing the ups and downs of their experiences and life's challenges designed to leave our listeners feeling inspired and empowered. Every episode will be a new adventure where we discover a fresh outlook on life and business. I am your host, Lara Sheldrake, founder of Found and Flourish. Today, I am joined by Tiwalola Ogunlesi, who is a globally recognized coach specializing in positive psychology, master neurolinguistic practitioner, international speaker, and the founder of Confident and Killing It. Confident and Killing It is a purpose-driven organization and community that wakes women up to their worth so they can be confident, unstoppable, and dare to live the life they truly desire. Since starting in 2018, Tiwa has upskilled over 3,000 women across the globe and worked for brands and organizations such as Google, Facebook, The Times, Morgan Stanley, The Wing, and the Oprah Winfrey Leadership Academy. In this episode, Tiwa shares her experiences of going from a shy young woman to the leader of the self-love revolution, whose Instagram bio reads, if Oprah and Beyonce had a baby, it would be me. And my gosh, this episode is full of inspiring stories and an abundance of motivating tips for those who may be craving a boost in either self-love or fearless confidence. I hope you enjoy. Hello, Tiwa Lola. Thank you so much for joining me today. Welcome to the Bossing It podcast. I'm so How... excited to be here. Thank you for Aww. having me. Thank you so much. How's it going? Um, it's going good. I'm just recovering from a very busy kind of international women's week that went on oh, for gosh. like two weeks for me. A month. A month. <laughs> yeah, yes. so I'm just taking each day as it comes right now. And um yeah, just trying to try to find the balance, really. Great. Well, we will get into that shortly. But for mm. anyone who's listening and not familiar with your lovely self, can you let everyone know who you are and what you do? Yes. Uh, so I'm Tiwa. I'm a confidence coach and the founder of Confident and Killing It. Uh, Confident and Killing It is a self-love revolution that wakes women up to their worth so they can be confident, unstoppable, and just really live the life that they truly desire. Um, I noticed there was a generational cycle of low self-esteem in women and girls, and um, I wanted to do something about it. I was like, this is not okay. Every single woman and girl out there deserves to love and believe in herself and be awake to her worth. And so I made it my mission to, to spread that message and to help women overcome fear and insecurities that they may be experiencing. So I am familiar with you and have been for a few years and I know that we've collaborated and you've um, done a really inspirational talk for the members and I swear you are totally made to do what you do. Like <laughs> It's like you were born ready for this role, but I know it didn't happen that way and I would love to know a little bit more about how you came to I guess the decision to do what you're doing and mm. whether there was a light bulb moment or whether it was mm. more of like mm. a slow organic journey, maybe you can talk us through that. 
Yeah, that was definitely a light bulb moment. So I was actually a very insecure teenager. So the fact that I am now like a confidence coach, like public speaker extraordinaire is kind of crazy. Um, I was always a confident person on the outside, but my mind was such a mess on the inside. So um, I had really bad negative thoughts around my body, around my worth. I thought I wasn't creative. I just like didn't really think highly of myself. Everyone else saw me and thought I was brilliant, but deep down inside, I didn't feel comfortable in who I was. And um, so I carried on my life like that all throughout my teenage years, to be very honest, until um, I was 21 in university. And my mom gave me this book called 15 Laws of Growth by John Maxwell. And that book was all about how growth is intentional and confidence is a practice. And you have to be strategic about becoming the woman or man that you want to be. And I had never thought of that before. I always thought growth came with age and that when I'm 25, I'll be making money, life will be good and I'll be grown. But actually, adulting is such a scam. It does not come with years of experience. Like you don't just wake up one day and you're an adult and you have everything figured out. And so... I'm a very, I'm an Aries, so I'm a very like competitive person and I love strategy. I love being organized. So as soon as I heard that there was almost a blueprint for winning in life and there were tools and strategies that you can use, I was like, right, where are my tools? Let's get this. So at 21, I started reading books on personal development. I started watching videos on YouTube to open my mind up to new ways of thinking. And as I was doing this, um, I saw it wasn't really normal for 21-year-olds to be interested in that at university. And so I wanted to find ways to like break down the information in a fun way for people. But I didn't really do anything about it. It was just an idea that I had. And of course, naturally, I was worried and nervous about it. So it was just something I kept on the back burner that one day the confidence will fall on me and I'll be able to do it. So I graduated from university. I then um, got the first job that just said yes to me after about 50 rejections. And I moved to Oxford, like a little town in Oxford. And I was working for an engineering company in their digital marketing department. So I'm working there. And of course, I absolutely hate it. You know me, I'm such a passionate person. I'm such like loving and caring. And I'm working in this male dominated industry, selling plastic caps and plugs for like PCB boards and like uh, bits that go into cars and printers and fridges. (laughs) And I was just like, this is so not me. I hate it here. And, um, Every day I would go to work and come back home and cry. My manager didn't care about me, this, this, and the other. And um, one day I said to myself, there has to be more to my life than being stuck in a job that I hate. Because, you know, I watched all these movies and everyone seemed to hate their jobs in the movies, you know? And I was just like, everyone was always escaping from their job. And I was like, no, I don't want that to be my reality. I want to be in a job that I actually love and I feel is impacting the world. And so um, I started volunteering as a youth leader in my local church in Oxford because I was looking for something purposeful to do with my spare time. So even though I hated my nine to five, at least on the weekends, I could do something that was giving back and making me feel good and fulfilled. Um, And so that's where I started. I started mentoring teenage girls aged 15 to 17. 
And I asked them what they wanted to get more out of life. And they all wrote it down on a piece of paper. And when I got home, I was super excited to see what they had said. And I opened the first piece of paper and it's like, I wish I loved myself more. And I was like, oh my gosh, my heart literally sunk. And then I was like, next piece of paper, I wish I was more confident. Next piece of paper, I wish I loved myself more. Literally all of them, about 20 in the room, all said the same thing about wishing they were more confident and wishing they loved themselves more. Mm -hmm. And it literally broke my heart. I just burst into tears um, in my living room. I was sitting on the floor. I remember just looking at all these pieces of paper and I just burst into tears because I remember when I was 16 and I didn't love myself. And I said, how are we here almost 10 years later, another generation of young girls growing up? And it's the same story that they're not confident and they don't believe in themselves. This is not okay. So I literally just grabbed my phone. I had such a fire burning in my heart that day. And I just recorded a video of how important it is to love and believe in yourself. And um, I posted that video on Instagram and it literally kind of blew up. Like I started getting loads of messages from girls telling me how inspired they were by my video, how the video really helped them. And so I just kept making video after video after video. And then it kind of evolved into this um, massive movement um, that it is today. I love that you clearly had such an impact so immediately with this like urge to I guess, support people in a way that you were feeling yourself 10 years previous, which is, you know, I guess it comes from the heart, doesn't it? When you experience something like that and you're clearly very passionate about it. And that passion really shone through and had a real impact on these girls' lives. So from that, from that moment, where did you take your, your coaching and your self-love revolution? Because obviously you had loads of interest online. You mm-hmm. were still working full-time at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So where did you go from there? So after making videos on Instagram consistently, like one video a month for about a year, um, I just thought, hmm, I wonder if my followers are real. Like, will they actually show up in real life to hear me speak? And so I was talking to my mom and I was like, okay, uh, what do you think, mom? Maybe we should aim for like 30 people showing up to an event. And she was like, no, dream big, go for 50. And I was like, 50 people showing up to hear me speak? Like, I couldn't even imagine it. And um, uh, so I just put out a flyer going, the first event was called um, Confident and Killing It Self Love 101. That was what the first event was called. And I just put it out there and I literally got like 200 email signups in the space of three days. Yeah. And so oh my that's, gosh, that's when amazing. I knew. I was like, oh, okay. There's definitely something. There's something on here, right? There's something about this. And um Yeah. So I did that and it like, it was amazing. And then everywhere I went, people started calling me confident and killing it. It's like a thing Nigerians do. They call you after your business just to like, to like hype you up whenever they see you. I love that. (laughs) Everywhere I went in Nigeria, everyone was like, hey, confident and killing it. Hey, confident and killing it. So I was like, what a nickname. (laughs) That is a bloody awesome name. (laughs) And so literally after that, I remember um, it was Christmas of 2017 after I had done like events in London, Lagos and New York. Um, 
I came back to London in January of 2018 and I went on Instagram and the name was free. And I was like, oh my gosh, grabbing that domain name free as well. I was like, yes, it's a sign. Um, so I literally set up the website, literally started an Instagram page because all in the first year I was just posting as myself because it was just coming from a place where I had done all this knowledge and I was just sharing it with the world. But then I realized that it, this movement was bigger than me and I actually wanted to create a community. And so um, I created the Instagram page and yeah, just started growing it organically from there. And if we fast forward, should we fast forward to where it is now? Yeah, definitely. Because I <laughs> I think I first met you when you were somewhere in between, I think. Yeah. Uh, that was a couple of years ago when you came to the personal branding workshop with Sally Points mm-hmm, at Nash and you were mm-hmm. talking at the time about looking for contacts within corporates and how yeah. that's something you wanted to do. Yeah. So I guess yeah. fast forward to last year before lockdown tell us a little bit about that because I know you had a big kind of wake-up call and experience of what you could have perceived as failure but Mm. really pivoted it and turned it around and and I'd love for you to share that story with the listeners absolutely so um I decided to quit my full-time job in December of 2019 and by this point I had moved from Oxford so I left Oxford in about 2017 and I was working for a female empowerment charity that was using media and technology to empower teenage girls in developing countries so um all of 2017 2018 and 2019 I was very much working in a full-time job that I loved and was purpose-driven and was aligned to everything about me and and what I love doing in the world but there came a time where everything in me was telling me Tiwa it's time to go because there was like big organizational changes and I just kind of asked myself like why am I staying to build somebody else's vision when I could be building my own vision you know and so I was just like because in my mind I had always seen success as oh working my way up till at least I'm a a director or something in my 30s and then quitting to then run my own business that was the path I always saw I wanted to prove to the world that I could be a director or a senior manager in the corporate world um and then leave to run my own business and um I actually saw a coach who said to me that I shouldn't underestimate the amount of energy and passion and drive that I have right now in my mid twenties for this, um, for this movement. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to quit my full-time job. My chest was tight. I just knew it was time to leave and I don't really get anxiety. And I started to get anxiety around staying in my company rather than anxiety about starting a business. I was getting anxiety about staying. So that's when I knew, okay, it's really time to leave. And, um, so I went home for Christmas in Nigeria, come back to London, and I'm like, 2020 is going to be my year. Everyone watch out for me. Like, Tiwa is coming. And um, I worked out a business plan literally in like a day. It was great. Had my pitch decks and everything. And my plan was to do in-person speaking engagements at companies, work with entrepreneurs, um, do one-to-one coaching and things like that. So January, February was good. Obviously, I was still getting my name out there. So it wasn't like huge awareness, but things were beginning to pick up. 
I spoke at the wing. I spoke at a UN women's event. Um, so, you know, momentum was happening. March, International Women's Day was coming up. So I was getting a few bookings here and there. Everything was looking really promising. And then lockdown happened and COVID happened. And it was just so sudden where I had bookings lined up for the next three months. In a space of a week, they were all gone. And what did you do in that moment? Because I know that there was a there was a lot to process, wasn't there? And what you did yeah. next is quite interesting. Um, first things first is I really hit rock bottom. Like yeah. I cried some tears. Like, <laughs> <laughs> literally, you know when you're in the shower and you're just like, <laughs> like <laughs> I oh, cried no. the tears. I had the wine. I had the popcorn. I had everything. It was a hot mess. But. <laughs> I said, and my mind told me that was the end. My mind told me to start looking for jobs elsewhere because there was no way I was going to be able to bounce back from this. And I said to myself, is this the story I want for my life? That lockdown happened, COVID happened, and I gave up and I went back to go get a full-time job. And I said, no, that is not the story I want. The story I want is that I want to see the most growth that I have ever seen before. I want to build a global community of women all over the world. I want to work with some of the world's biggest companies. That is the story I want for myself. And so I said, okay, they can cancel my opportunities, but they can't cancel my creativity. They can't cancel my hard work. They can't cancel the confidence that I have in myself and my abilities and my resilience. And so I just created my own opportunities. When people canceled my own events, I just created my own events and I just put my, um, put it on zoom and I created a, a webinar series called killing it as an entrepreneur, which was all about just having, uh, conversations around entrepreneurship from wellness to personal brand to finance. And I had about 400 women attend each webinar every time I ran it. And um, we had over thousands of women join from all over the world. Women stayed up in the Philippines till 3 a.m. so they could attend and watch it live. And that just wow. exploded the brand and the business. And um, then those women who attended would then refer me to the companies that they worked at. And mm -hmm. so I started getting bookings with like Facebook, Google, TikTok, Deloitte, Morgan Stanley, all coming from my community that I built over lockdown. So amazing. it's so crazy that in the middle of, you know, that whole mess and having no bookings, I knew that good things were still going to come to me. And I had an abundant mindset and I bet on myself rather than feeling like there's no way I could bounce back from that. And what advice would you give to anyone who, <clears throat> excuse me, perhaps is living in more of a, a scarcity mindset and, you know, is fearful of putting themselves out there, maybe taking those risks, thinking there aren't enough, enough opportunities for them. Yeah. Maybe people aren't going to be interested. Like what would be your advice or what would you say to people, your clients even who have that mm -hmm. type of mindset and want to think more abundantly? Yeah. Um, you know, abundance is like, opportunities are in abundance they really are and I think it's a choice you have to make to be very honest because right now as I'm talking to you I don't have a pipeline of income I have no idea what's happening in May I have no idea where my money in May is coming from but 
I've taken a risk. I've moved into my own apartment. I'm paying rent now. I'm paying my bills. But really and truly, I have no idea where my money in May is going to come from. So, but I've always believed that something will come. And that's exactly what has happened. Every single month since last year, I have met my monthly targets. So I've never had to worry about money, but I have no visibility of what's coming. And that's actually a source of anxiety for a lot of people. But I just have this unshakable faith that I deserve good things and life is abundant and opportunities are abundant. So I know the right things are going to show up. It's that mentality of what's for you will never miss you. And what's missed you was never for you. And I truly believe in that. I think it's really interesting that you say that and that that is the way you kind of live your life because I think in one sense that's so freeing and empowering. Um, But I also, I guess from the outside, I wouldn't just put that down to an abundance mindset because I think that's the initial stage, right? That's like, Mm -hmm. okay, if I believe there's always enough opportunities out there, then that is the first step to then creating the opportunities. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I wonder if you could talk a little bit, we'll talk, well, I'd like to talk about mindset as well and also touch on manifesting and manifestation because I know that's a hot topic right now across the industry. What kind of framework do you have in place to allow yourself the opportunities that arise? Mm. Because it's not just mindset, is it? You work mm-hmm. so hard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You graft, Absolutely. you're a grafter, you're a hustler. You know, like the mindset I think is the kind of enabler to give you the confidence and the fearlessness to put yourself out there. Yeah. <clears throat> but then it's the action that you take, right? Yes. So I think when, and I was just talking about this in my most recent episode on manifesting success. I, the first thing is believing that you are worthy of good things. Okay. That's just the first thing, believing that there is abundance and it can be yours because if you don't believe it, then, you know, it's not going to come to you. So that's the first thing. Then the second thing is putting in the work. So after I believed that, you know, good things were coming for me, I, I then took matters into my own hands and I started creating the infrastructure that would allow me to see the most growth that I've ever seen. So I didn't just go, I want to see the most growth and lie on my sofa for a whole year with <laughs> opportunities to come knocking on my door, right? I took action. I created my own events. I put on my own workshops. Um, and then that exploded and unlocked more opportunities in the pipeline. So opportunities don't just flow to you in abundance. If you do absolutely nothing, you have to get the ball rolling. And then once you start unlocking certain doors, it just brings all of this abundance into your life. But you actually have to get up first and open yeah. those doors. You have to put in the work to open those doors. And last year, I uh, worked the hardest I have ever worked in my whole life, literally. When people were like, oh, I really got the chance to slow down last year. I literally worked so hard. And um, I always say hard work will pay off. No matter mm-hmm. what, hard work always, always pays off. So even though you can't see the change happening, just know that it is going to pay off at some point in your life. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a really good message. Um, And it's all about action, isn't it? And it's putting one step in front of the other and then having the belief Mm -hmm. to back yourself that you can do it. Absolutely. 
I know you talk a lot about manifestation and the power of it. And I've also been really inspired by some of the responses that you've had from your community saying how it's literally been life-changing and it's got Mm -hmm. them out of depression and it's allowed them to have a richer life in so many ways. Mm -hmm. And I wonder what your views are on the speculation around it and the damage that it can do to those who who may not be in a privileged enough position to benefit from the idea of thinking things and then they'll just like magically appear. Mm. I wonder what your opinions are on that and, and perhaps yeah. the response. And I think that's exactly what manifestation is not, thinking yeah. things and expecting them to magically appear. So I'm a Christian, so I have faith and I'm a spiritual person. And um, so emphasis on spirituality and not religion, but actually believing in something bigger than myself. I think having faith, but without putting in the work is, is not it does nothing for you. You have to put in the work. So when I talk about manifesting success, I don't talk about just saying, I want to be rich. And then all of a sudden money shows up at your doorstep. Absolutely not. And I think it's quite wrong to sell that to people to just think you can be successful just by positive thinking Mm. and positive affirmations. That is a hundred percent not true. Um, The reason why it is so important to have the positive, you know, mindset and the language is because you, what you radiate is very important. The energy you radiate into the world is very important. So you can be the hardest worker in the world, but if you have such a negative mind, that's not going to do much for you. So it's that balance between believing in good things and positive things, but also putting in the work because whatever you radiate is what comes back into your life. So if you radiate happiness, joy, peace, and love, and you put in the work and you actively give that out, that's what you get back. But there's no point being a super hard worker, but you're critical of every single thing that you do. You're going to be miserable. And even when the success comes, you probably won't even notice it because you're so critical about everything that you're doing. Um, So when it comes to manifesting success, I think it's important to also remember that you've got to trust the process. I don't put a timeline on things. I don't even have five-year plans. I don't have three-year plans. I don't even have a one-year plan, right? I have a big, maybe three or six months plan, but that's about it because I don't want to be married to the outcome. I set the intention and I, I articulate what I want in life. And I don't articulate, I don't like focus on or obsess over when it's going to happen, exactly how it's going to happen. I don't do all of that. So I kind of keep my manifestations kind of broad. I'm open to the process of how it plays out and when it plays out. But I don't put exact dates of when it must be done by and how it has to look and all of these things, because I think that will drive you crazy because you can't control all of that. It adds a lot of pressure, doesn't it? Exactly. So much Mm. pressure. So it's important to set the intention and then release it. But releasing it doesn't mean sit back and relax. Releasing it means start with what's in your hand. And that's what Mm. I always say to people. You know, you want to start a business. You want to become a coach. Start what's in your hands. What resources do you have available to you? Start with that. And um, I think when you start with what's in your hands, it builds momentum and you get rewarded for that. Yeah, I absolutely love that. And just going back to you having like intentions, but not necessarily plans. Mm. Um, I loved the fact that you shared your tweet from last year about manifesting 
being uh, managed by an amazing agency. agency yeah and then like literally a year later you're managed by a talent agency and um I know you put in an, a, another tweet for for the next year and I just absolutely love that and I have every faith that you are going to achieve those goals and it's because you are so intentional with them and you do have like that fearlessness and confidence about mm. the things that you're doing and there's a real balance isn't there there's a balance of having the faith and trusting the process and mm. believing it's going to happen because that's the right or, or the right thing will happen for you and being fluid enough and flexible enough to be open to different ways in which that can happen mm-hmm. and then putting the steps in place so mm-hmm. that you're actually taking action yeah. and it's it's such an important combination isn't it because you kind of need them all for it to really work yeah can I give you a quick example yeah please do. please do on the talent management agent thing so when I started um when I started doing public speaking like speaking at universities and stuff and I was growing my brand I reached out to a couple of talent management agencies um, to ask like if I could like be on their you know clientele and I got rejections okay they all said no to me so what I did then was work on my personal brand myself so I built my own brand I built my own business I made sure that when people think of confidence or people are thinking of female empowerment Tiwa my name is the first name that comes to their mind I I wanted to be signed. When I tried it, it didn't work. And so I left that and I carried on building myself up and building my brand up. And then, um, funnily enough, the agency I'm signed to right now, I had actually met the founder at an event. And I was talking to him about possibly being signed onto his, uh, onto his uh, roster and he was like, yeah, um, most people usually achieve things before they want to become public speakers. <laughs> and basically yeah. saying like, okay, young girl, like, no, no one's going to pay thousands of pounds to hear you speak right now. What, what's your business? What have you run? You know, and fair enough, you know, but now that same agency came back looking for me. Right. So they came back looking for me and that was, this is what I talk about manifesting, like, okay, yes, I wanted it, I tried it, it didn't work out the first time, I didn't give up then, that's not saying, oh, the universe doesn't want this to happen for me, no, sometimes when you you get a rejection, it doesn't mean you're not good enough, it might mean the timing is not right, Um, it might mean, you know, the opportunity isn't right, it might mean so many different things, and so, when I tweeted, like, I think I'm really ready for this talent management agency. Like I've been ready for like two years, but now I'm really, really ready for it. And I really, really want it. And I didn't go back out to pitch to anyone. This came to me. And, um, same thing I said, I was like, I really want to hire someone. I really need a VA. It came to me. Funnily enough, like I did put out a call out for a VA, but, the one who I actually hired, they found me before I even put the call out for the VA, you know? So um, I just think set the intention and then the right thing will come to you, but don't like wait for it to appear, start the ball rolling and then it will happen. On that then, because I know we've talked about manifestation and some of the tools that you use and self-belief, confidence, 
And I know that there's so many different elements of, I guess, mindset that you talk about, but is there, or do you have a specific framework that you teach? Yeah, um, confidence is a practice. That's the first thing I always say to people. So it's not the kind of thing where you just wake up one day and you have all the confidence in the world. You have to be intentional about it and you have to practice it. So the first step is knowing your strengths. You've got to know, um, you've got to know what you're good at doing. You've got to know your strengths. You've got to know what sets your heart on fire. What are you passionate about? And align those two things together. Okay, because when you live in alignment, you will be your most confident self. The reason why you said it looks like it feels like I was absolutely born to do this is because confident and killing it is literally built on the foundations of my strengths and my interests combined. So every day when I show up to run a talk, I'm living from a place of strength. I'm living from a place of where this work that I'm doing gives me energy rather than drains my energy. So if you want to be confident, you actually need to know what you're good at doing, what gives you energy, find alignment between those two things and put yourself in that alignment and live from that space. Um, Successful people know what they love doing and do exactly that. But I think a lot of us, we add in, oh, what's my mom going to think if I say I want to be this? Or what is the world going to think? Or what if I get rejected? You know, we have to stop caring about all of those things. If you are in alignment, none of those things matter. Um, So that's kind of like the first thing. And then the second thing is learning to challenge the negativity and the self-doubt when it arises. Um, I think we really let negative thoughts just come into our minds and throw a party and run around and go crazy. But your mind is a battlefield and no one just shows up to battle like, hey guys, what's up? I'm ready to fight. Let's do this. No, you show up to battle with strategy and with like armor and ammunition. And that's the same way you need to approach your negative thoughts. Um, You know, you have to know the positive things about you and the strong things about you, your strengths, so that you can actually use that to challenge the negativity when it arises. So know your strengths, know your interests, get into alignment, and then challenge the negative narratives and the negative limiting beliefs that come against your 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 story. Yeah, I it's really funny you say that. It reminds me of the Japanese concept ikigai, reason for being, what you love, what the world needs what you can be paid for and what you're good at. And it really sounds like you have found your icky guy and not by accident, right? Like you've, you've nurtured a passion in something that you're really passionate about and what you love. And then you've realized, actually, I've got a skill for this. I can do this. Then you put on workshops and you're like, I can get paid for this. And clearly the world needs it because you're hosting sellout events and workshops and you're now pretty booked up with corporates and clearly you know it's really resonating with people and I think it's so inspiring when you speak to someone who you know has had a a past that isn't linear and you've done things that you didn't enjoy and you weren't passionate about and you you found that fire in your belly and you really like fed it you nurtured it and and I think it's so inspiring when you see people like that who are just in flow and living in that like icky guy sweet spot, which I genuinely believe everyone has the ability to do. I wonder if you have any tips or advice for any listeners who are 
feeling like they lack self-confidence, which is clearly something that is so common amongst people in general, but particularly women. It's something that comes up time and time again when I talk to the community about, you know, wanting more visibility, but not wanting to show up or wanting to sell more courses, but not wanting to be seen to be pushy or putting themselves out there on video, but just wondering that if people are either going to bother listening or want to hear what they have to say. And I think I think I heard you say something recently about the difference between, I think it was on your podcast, actually, the difference between um, arrogance and confidence. I think that's what it was. Maybe you could talk a little bit about that and just reassure our listeners that it's okay to be confident. (laughs) Oh my gosh, absolutely. Confidence and arrogance are not the same thing. When you are a confident person, you believe in yourself and your abilities and you want to use that for good. When you're a confident person, you're not intimidated by other people shining because you know one woman's greatness doesn't take away from yours. And for me, I want my confidence to be an oasis of hope for women. So when they see me, they can go, wow, if Tiwa can do it, that means I can do it too, right? And so it's so important that we actually be confident and show up as our full selves because it gives other women permission to do so as well. When you're arrogant, you have the mindset of I'm at the top, everyone else is beneath me. I have to be the best because if I'm not the best, you know, or if somebody else is better than me, that means I'm not good enough. And it's coming from a place of, you don't necessarily want to see other people win. You just want to win at the top, exactly ego and push other people down. Um, Whereas when you're confident, there's enough room for everyone to thrive, right? Which is why the two of us can have this conversation and I can ask you for advice and you can speak to me about stuff because there is enough room. Um, In the beginning, I used to think, oh, there's so many female empowerment brands out there. Why would anyone care about confident and killing it? But actually, it's beautiful that there's so many female empowerment brands out there because your voice is unique, my voice is unique, and somebody will hear my story and really resonate and somebody will hear your story and really resonate. And that's beautiful. And it doesn't take away from any one of us. So um, I think when it comes to having the confidence to put yourself out there and own who you are and be unapologetic about it, you have to learn to celebrate yourself. But you've got to start on a small scale because you're not going to wake up one day and start selling a course online when you have never even acknowledged some of your own accomplishments and you have never even celebrated yourself. Um, whenever I ask people to tell me what their strengths are, they're like looking left, looking right, hoping something just drops down from heaven or try complimenting a woman. And she acts like a compliment is a flaming arrow of fire coming at her that she has to avoid at all costs. When people compliment you, just say thank you. Okay. I don't need to know that you haven't washed your hair in three days. I don't need to know that your dress was on sale in Primark and there's actually a hole somewhere. I don't need to know all of that. If I tell you, you have a nice dress, just say thank you. If I tell you your hair looks good today, just say thank you. So we have to get used to actually owning and saying thank you to these accomplishments and celebrating ourselves as an individual before we can even go out to the world and say, hello world, I have arrived like, and I'm killing it and this is me and this is who I am. So I have something called a monthly wins tracker where every single month I go in and I write my small wins and my big wins every single month. So on the days when I'm comparing myself to people or on the days when I have imposter syndrome, I go in 
and I write, uh, I go in and I read what I, all my wins from the past month or the past year. And I remind myself like, Tiwa, you are killing it. Like snap out of this. You have got this. Okay. You've done it before. You can do it again. And it's actually scientifically proven that people who celebrate themselves and own their accomplishments are more optimistic and confident and confident about the future. So, you know, it goes back to what we were saying. You've got to be strategic. You've got to be intentional. And um, it's confidence is a practice. It's not something you're just going to get, but you have to get comfortable with your greatness and celebrating yourself. Oh, I, I just love that so much. And I think you're right. It's it's so powerful to write things down and to review them. And I, I don't journal and I need to start doing it because I, I understand the impact and the positive effects it's had on so many women in the community and, and friends and people say just how like effective it is. Um, and I think also it's really important to track your wins because as founders, we tend to, or anyone really, we tend to set goals, whether they're written or otherwise. And as you start to achieve them, you're already moving the goalpost to the next thing you want to achieve. And so it's so easy just to forget that you've hit a milestone. You you then don't celebrate it. You forget about the achievement altogether because you're on to the next thing. And before you know it, you've been six months of achieving all these wonderful things, but not actually taking the time to celebrate them, which does you know, obviously wonders to your confidence. Um, and I've got your wins tracker and it's fantastic. So for anyone listening who thinks, yeah, that sounds like a bit of me. I need that in my life. Go and check it out on confident and killing it. Is it.com? Yeah. Amazing. Before I let you go, is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners today? Yeah. One of the things that I always say, and if you follow me on Instagram, you'll hear me say this often is that you matter simply because you exist. Honestly, that that is just a fundamental truth for every single human being on this planet. Your worth doesn't depend on your productivity levels. Your worth doesn't depend on how good you are as a mom or not. Your worth doesn't depend on how well your children behave if you have children. Uh, Your worth doesn't depend on how successful your business is or isn't, the color of your skin, how much money you have. Your life is literally matters because you are here on this planet. The end. Okay, so when you're walking into those rooms or you're thinking of ideas and things you want to bring into the world, start from a place of worth where you are worthy of good things, where you are worthy of success and worthy of the dreams in your heart coming to pass. You are worthy of all of those things. And um, so if you can think, what if I fail? You can also think, what if I succeed? you know, what if I make this happen? If you can think, what if people cringe when I sell my business? You can think, what if they love it, right? It's a choice you have to make. And one of my favorite quotes is, um, she knew the power of her mind, so she programmed it for success. And when I heard that quote, it was an absolute game changer for me because I then began the journey of programming my mind for success. And now I have, I have a mind that loves me and empowers me. Most of the time, I still get the negative thoughts, but I'm not my biggest critic. Okay. Um, and so I think if you're listening to this, I want you to know that confidence is possible for you. I'm not special. I'm an everyday girl, but I was intentional and strategic about building my confidence. And so if your confidence has been knocked in the past, I want you to know it can be rebuilt. You just have to believe it's possible for you and make the choice and start taking the baby steps 
and believe that you are worthy of a life where you love and believe in yourself. Okay. So don't settle with the fear and the insecurity and the negative thoughts. You are worthy of being confident and loving who you are. Oh, amazing. That's such a lovely note to end on. Thank you. Um, so where can people find you, follow you, support you and your wonderful self-love revolution? So Instagram is probably the best place. So you can follow at Confidence and Killing It on Instagram as well. And um, I also have the Confident and Killing It podcast where from a coaching perspective, I share very practical ways to build confidence. So if you want some more tips um, based off what you've heard today, you can check that out as well. And um, if you're interested in one-to-one coaching, you can also go to the website www.confidentandkillingit.com and um, sign up to the waiting list and um and yeah and we can put potentially work together so yeah oh awesome thank you so much Tiwa it's been thank such a pleasure I'm feeling confident full of self-love and yeah just tingly all over from our conversation <laughs> thank you for listening to the bossing it podcast with me Lara Sheldrake you can visit our website at foundflourish.co.uk, follow us on social at foundflourish and join in on the conversation by tagging us using the hashtag bossingitpod. And please don't forget to rate and review us on your favourite podcast platform. This will help other listeners find and discover us. Thanks for joining and see you soon.